0: From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. Good morning, folks. I uh, hope everyone's doing well out there. I am your host, Amanda Peerch Marmalejo, and this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women. You know this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, I am joined in studio by a friend and community member here, Katrina Luchasano, and she is with uh, Silverton Mortgage, and we're going to learn all about uh, Katrina's road to success within the mortgage industry and kind of deep dive into some fun um, type of personal development topics, if that's okay with you. Welcome, Katrina. Well, thank you, thank you for having me. All right, well, why don't you tell our listeners just a little bit about what you do for Silverton Mortgage?
1: Okay, so for Silverton Mortgage, I am a mortgage loan officer, which basically means that I go out and secure mortgages for buyers, sellers. Um, With that, I have to be able to qualify them based on their income, their credit, their assets, Um, And I have to know all the products. Um, I have to be able to search through various lenders for interest rates, um, see which is going to work best for that person, and then make sure that that person is comfortable with their payment, with what their cash to close is, and then ultimately um, be able to give them a formal approval letter, letter so that they can put an offer on a home that they have selected with a real estate agent and then show up at closing with the check. <laughs> nice,
0: so you're the lady that everyone wants to see. That's right, that's right, yeah. And you know, uh, last year was the first time that I experienced buying a home myself. Mm. And uh, I must say that I wish that I would have considered you as an option then. I think I shared with that with you at yeah. the time because my loan experience was far different. It yeah. sounds like you are a natural educator and that you care about the core yeah. of the family or person that you're assisting with their home buy. Um, I kind of felt like I was that 16-digit number in this person's system. Mm -hmm. So I tip my hat to you for that personalized level of service. Yes, thank you. What inspired you to get into the mortgage industry?
1: Um, Wow. So that's a big question. Um, So first of all, I came from a a dairy farm, um, one stoplight town, 300 acres. We had 100 Holstein cows um, and I had horses. I showed horses. Um, And then uh, senior year, my horse got hurt, and I wasn't able to ride her any longer, so we ended up... Um, I said to my parents I want to go to college and it was only 135 in my graduating class and they were like you're not going to college you just need to marry a dairy farmer and so I said well I'm gonna fill out the paperwork and talk to the guidance counselor and see what I can do well the guidance counselor had me take a test and um, the ACT and I guess I found out I was good in math (laughs) so I ended up filling out the application I got in uh, college and back then and this is over 30 years ago um, back then a Two year degree was equivalent of today's four year degree. So I started in um, accounting and and business. And then after that, I thought I'm going to set the world on fire and went back to my one stoplight town. Of course, there's no jobs there. What town is this? Boonville, New York. Okay. Yeah. Boonville, New York. It's called Boonville, New York. Yeah. Yeah. If
0: you would have said like one of the Carolinas, that would have like flown out naturally. But New York. Yeah. Um, I wonder if our producer Mike's familiar with Boonville, New York. He's He's from the north as well. Yeah, it's
1: Utica, Watertown area in upstate New York.
0: Interesting. So,
1: yeah. And oh, yeah. continue, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, so then after um, trying to find a job, I went to Rochester, New York, and then ended up uh, in the insurance field at Prudential Insurance Company, and that's where I met my husband. And then the recession hit in 1992, so we literally picked a map out, and we said, "We're." where would be a good place a where it's warmer because at that point we had three kids and the two girls were still in winter coats for their easter sunday mass oh, wow yeah so we ended up um picking atlanta and we moved here didn't know a soul huh. and um my husband went right back into or stayed in the insurance side and then um he said why don't you get into the mortgage side Um, He had a good friend in Rochester that had his own mortgage company, and he said, I think you'd be great. It's very similar to insurance, financial services. Mm -hmm. I was already selling. Selling to me is not selling. It's just presenting. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you do have to, you know, get out there and explain it. Um, But yeah, so I got into the the mortgage side. It worked for six different companies for two years. Learned everything I could from learning how to process, how to underwrite, how to um, clothes alone, just everything I could. And then um, I ended up, um, my husband and I both started our own companies. He did an insurance company in 1995, and I did my uh, family first mortgage and mortgage broker shop. Were you guys able to,
0: I'm going to use a term that is relevant in my world, but feeder business. So between insurance and mortgage, were you guys able to, I mean, obviously at least refer clients. Yeah. But were you able to assist each
1: other's businesses in any way? Yeah. So my husband was very good at recognizing if somebody needed a mortgage or always bringing my name up, but he was in the health and life and uh, disability part of insurance. So for me, it wasn't as natural because I was looking more at the PNC lenders for auto and the homeowners. So yeah, he was very good at that though. I want to rewind really quickly because you skated over this dairy farm like it's
0: something that is ordinary. To me, that sounds exciting. Yeah, sounds like a lot of work yes. in your youth. Mm-hmm. So share with us a little bit about your experience growing up on a dairy farm and maybe some of the responsibilities and some of the like skills that you learned. I mean, obviously fortitude, you know, and yeah. grit, uh, and just kind of how that translates into
1: what you are and what you do today. Yeah, I think. Um I'm still an excellent cook, I like to think. So growing up on a farm, we raised our own vegetables. We had our own beef cows for beef. We raised our own uh, pork for with pigs. Um, so certainly, you couldn't
0: befriend any of the animals. I know,
1: I know. We didn't even think anything of it, though. Right. It was just life, right. you know. Um, for our milk, we just went out to the milk house with our, our um, milk pitcher, put it right in the milk tank and filled it up. We um, would go to the dairy co-op where our milk was sent to. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the milk still up in that area goes to Philly. Um, it makes Philly cream cheese. There's a wow. big craft plant near my parents. I love Philadelphia yeah. cream yeah. cheese. Yeah, it's yeah, a holiday yeah. favorite. Yeah, it's wonderful.
0: Do your parents still own the farm? Or uh, they still so they do. S-
1: they're still there. Yeah, oh, now wow. the cows, they've had to... Um, move on with those because no prices went down you really missed out yeah they had to move yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah but they still have the same place so um i just love it we i took my two youngers up there for um new year's and oh my gosh to have just uh, go to the dairy co-op and we picked out cheeses and there's over 100 kinds of cheddar cheeses if you can believe that wow it's crazy yeah it's exciting yeah so this farm
0: was how your family sustained themselves completely a completely yes. working farm mm-hmm. so now you said that they've sold the majority of the animals I assume that yes. their parents are retired and they yes. maintain the homestead yes would you envision obviously that that has a little bit of sentimental value there is that
1: something that you guys would aim to keep in the family um so my uh, sister and her husband farmed it with my parents for I guess probably almost 25 years and They made a secession plan to be able to uh, purchase it from my parents and then basically pay my parents sort of an annuity, you would Mm -hmm. call it. Um, So I know that they'll want to keep it eventually after uh, something happens to my parents. My parents are 81 and 83 now, um, but they're still in great shape. And the house is immaculate. It's from, you know, 1900. Um, So, yeah, my mother has just such a – my mother is the one who does not stop. So Mm -hmm. I probably got that from her. She did all the books, um, all her own taxes. Um she was out in the barn. She did all the feeding of the of the cows. Um, All their supplements, they had to have proteins. It was crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you never think about, well, obviously animals
0: need veterinary care. Yeah. But you, as a farmer, would need to be able to provide at least a certain array of basic, you know, type things. Otherwise, you're going to have a vet out there, and it's going to cost you an arm and a leg.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, talking about this, it actually makes me think that my mother was a powerhouse. Yeah. Or is one. And actually, my grandmother as well. Her mother. So, my grandmother had 10 children weren't at the age of 14 to go to the local high school that her father wanted her to go to. She had to go live with another family and wear a maid's outfit. And that diploma is still on, um, I think it's my mom's house in Uh there. On the wall. Yep, yeah. But yeah, so you think that just because you're, you know, you're not your stereotype uh, with a degree, that's why my mom felt so passionate that why do you need to go get this degree? Like, you can be successful. And, you know, whatever you choose, look at us. We're successful. You bring me
0: to a, a good point. I was going to ask you about maybe some people that have been uh, influential in your mm-hmm. world. And our listeners can't see you, but I'm going to say, because I know you well enough, it would appear that in the, the last few sentences that you, um, you feel strongly about something that we've, we've talked about, because mm-hmm. you look kind of like an emotional Mm-hmm. Um, cord was struck. So share with us. Is that just because you're remembering your grandmother and how much of a positive impact your mom had in your your world, or
1: share with us that feeling? I think when you're in it, you don't. I don't. Um, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't even think about it. You just did it. Um, and at, yeah, actually, when I was 14, my mother said, "Okay, Fran Gaylord at this Pioneer Ski Lodge needs you to come over and help work." Well, okay, fine. Five o'clock in the morning, I would go before, not before school, it was vacation. So there was a ski resort there. And we just didn't think anything of it. You know, you just did it. So there wasn't ever a difference. And actually, I was going to say that there's no difference to me of a man and a woman. It's just y'all conquer and divide. Everybody just, you know, like in a household, you're going to do that. Okay, fine, I'll do this. I didn't ever, we didn't ever divide up anything per se. What came to us naturally Is what we did. Like I did not like doing the outdoor work, Mm -hmm. so I did all the cooking inside. Um, My mom loves doing outdoor stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's very interesting. And you mentioned before um, your sister. So Mm -hmm. how many um, are you? Just you and your sister. So So I'm one of six. Okay. Yeah. So I have a brother who's a year older, and then me, and then a brother a year younger, nine years, and then a sister three years another sister that's the sister who took over the farm and then nine years and a brother who actually also was a dairy farmer Um, and he ended up selling his cows about three years ago and moved out here to Houston so he (laughs) is yeah so he's taken his skills that he learned from the farm Mm a how to work a long hours and not whine about it Mm -hmm. and he now has taken um, his employer out Bobcat of Athens to a huge level of production where there's it's like three stores open now it's crazy what he's done wow and my sister-in-law the same very very successful now is it just you and your brother here in Georgia is Um, the remainder of your family in New York they are yes yep yeah so we get to see them when we go up Um, so my parents live literally on this east road and then on with walking distance on one side is my other the nine years younger sister Mm -hmm. and on the other side is my other sister wow and they both work full-time as well, um, along with their husbands. My one sister has six kids. Yeah, I have five. (laughs) And then my other sister has three. So, yeah. Well, I would say it doesn't hold true to you
0: because you don't have the farm, but yeah. your parents needed to have yes. at least six kids because right. they needed exactly. help with, like, all the You're responsibilities. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's fun. And mm-hmm. you said that you have three children as well.
1: I have five. Five. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. I don't yeah. know where yeah. three came from. And ranging yeah. in what age? So I have from 37 to 18. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. So the 18-year-old yeah. has graduated from high school? Yeah. He's a, a freshman at Georgia State, and then I have a, a junior at Georgia, and then... Um, a 31 year old in Toronto. He's married. And then a 33 year old who is just got engaged. Aww. So um, we're going to have her engagement party tomorrow.
0: <gasps> How exciting. Yeah,
1: I have to go home and bake massive amounts of cookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't baking fun, though? It like, is. I, I love it. It's a my relaxation. therapy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't look at it. Even cleaning, that doesn't bother me. Me either. I yeah. get a, a feeling of fulfillment actually yeah. out of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you measure your ingredients like literally with? Um, Close enough. My grandmother was, yeah, <laughs> close enough, you know. But I know, you know, you have to keep somewhat. If you're going to add a little more flour, you better add a little more sugar or, you know, vice versa. A little more butter, whatever you need to. Totally bizarre and
0: unrelated, but I remember my mom would sometimes put applesauce in cake to make uh-huh. it, like, moist.
1: Yes. And, and it just tasted so good. My sister-in-law does that. Yeah, just yeah. a little yeah, yeah. Little, little secret. Mm-hmm. They have um, these Cortland apples in downstate New York. And they were developed at Cortland, Cornell University, I think it was. But it's a cross of a Macintosh, and I can't think of the other brand. But it's called Cortland. They make the best homemade applesauce. Ooh. So for $43, I just had a half a bushel sent to me literally last week. I've been doing it every year from a place in downstate. And I just you just throw them all in a big pan. They cook down. And then I have a little pureer. It just runs through the pureer. So now I have enough applesauce to last me for the year <laughs> in my <laughs> did freezer. You,
0: did you just put it in like a mason jar?
1: No, I, I freeze it. Canned it? I tried it. My sister in law cans mm-hmm. it. I don't like canning, I, I like it frozen better. So I just so get a little top of work. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, my grandkids love it. Do oh you my put gosh. the
0: whole core and everything through there?
1: Or? The whole everything. It wow. literally cooks down and the, the skin is a reddish color, so the apple applesauce comes oh, out of pink. Nice. And it's all you have to do is add sugar mm-hmm. for your sweetness and that's it. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. I would add a little sprinkle of cinnamon and leave My mother the, does that. Yeah, the yeah. Apple
0: as is. I prefer mm-hmm. less sweet things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, what would you say one of the most valuable lessons other than um, one that you've just expressed that you learned on the farm that you've been able to carry on in life as a whole?
1: Um, We grew up so optimistic there um, and just very close to nature, So, um, obviously. um, So I very much need to walk, whether I hopefully can walk every day. Um, I used to run a lot every day. It's a little cold right now. But just to get out there, you know, if I even have lunch and just look up at the sky and just try to reset myself of I'm very small in this world. Um, I'm very insignificant. So that just keeps me, I think, grounded and humble, you know, to realize that I'm one of many and we're all just trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that we're one of many yeah it's really easy to kind of get absorbed in the day to
0: day you know I've heard a lot of people reference you know being grounded yeah like even taking off your Mm -hmm. shoes and just standing on the literal grass and feeling you know the elements beneath your feet Mm -hmm. now you touched on something and I will I will brag on you for a minute um it escapes me the year I'll say about three years ago team Gwinnett Business Radio X did the button down dash yes (laughs) and you won first place in your age category she just says I used to run no like okay so share with us your passion are you a marathon runner
1: obviously you're a 5k runner yeah are you a 10k runner I try to um use my time wisely and back when my 20 year old was doing travel soccer over at Pickneyville Park in Norcross there was this you know nice trail through the woods and I would see all these other women running, you know, like on The Office, how uh-huh. Michael Shirley's like, oh, you know, yeah, and she's a runner. Um, so I was like, well, maybe I could do this. So I had to go buy a sports bra. and have one. Uh-huh. Get running shoes. And, oh, my gosh, I just started speed walking. And then my first mile was I thought I was going to die. And I just kind of kept continuing it just to, again, fill up that time and be out in nature and um yeah it's it's unbelievable how um when you do it for that long you just build up your stamina stamina Mm -hmm. and i find that my body hurts if i don't exercise now
0: very nice so
1: and then i know someday i might not be able to like i have a client now i'm doing a loan for she's hmm, 78 i think 80 and she just had to have knee replacement and Mm -hmm. that's what she said was maybe all those years of doing the marathons you know have caught up with me Mm. so um i'm trying to look at that like don't beat yourself up Yes, if you want those three pieces of chocolate, go for it. Yeah, and if you can only get a little walk in today, so what? Or if you can't, don't worry about it. You know, because I was very um, OCD, like okay, I've got to do this mm-hmm. at this time. And but I've tried to work on that. That's really cool. How you were never a runner before,
0: yeah, and then you just picked it up. I'm mm-hmm. very uh, same same like mind as you. I like to use my time wisely. Yeah, if there's anything else I can be doing while I'm doing something else, I'm all about it. Right. So that grew into you. Dun, 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 dun becoming the first in your age category yes um what's the last 5k that you participated in
1: oh my gosh that was it that was it? my only <laughs> one Katrina because then you got to get there at six o'clock in I the know, morning Saturday it's too much time yes. you see what I'm saying Katrina so sh- <laughs> I've
0: only done the one and I took
1: first place yeah
0: I'm hanging up the well back. that little
1: 10 year old girl was passing me I was not about to let her pass me <laughs> so heck no kicked <laughs> it up into I did too year, the chamber amazing. people were cheering her on I was <laughs> like look at me I'm like 58 look <laughs> at me long jump across the finish line I had to run so fast I didn't realize that I probably had it by a good bit but the last year I was going to but then they had I forget I think I was at my parents so this year I'll hopefully I'll be able to get out there and
0: well, I'll have to tell you, um,
1: I participate in one in Forsyth
0: as well, and it's uh-huh. actually called the Boulder Dash. Ooh. so it's done in a quarry. I can never say that word. Huh. Quarry, quarry, yeah, a rock quarry. quarry, yeah, yeah. So it's quite. The terrain is quite mountainous. Oh, wow. I'll say uh-huh. it might pose a bit uh, ch- yeah. of a challenge. I know I'm sucking wind when I'm going up those uh-huh. hills. Yeah, so
1: I'm, I'm thinking I don't want to be like my horse and step on a stone and get a shin splint. Then <laughs> then I could be put to pasture. <laughs> to pasture. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina, I could talk to you about five Ks and horses
0: all day. Yeah, um, but after. A word from our sponsors we're going to kind of uh, take take a different turn okay so we'll be right back thank you
1: nema is a full service logistics company that provides trucking warehousing and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry they offer a full line of services including delivery within the 48 contiguous states canada
0: and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing, or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com and hello again everybody um welcome back to celebrating powerhouse women i am your enthusiastic host amanda pierce marmalejo and i am joined by katrina luchasano here today Uh, before the break we were kind of talking about a lot of fun Mm -hmm. stuff Uh, i'd like to just kind of deep dive really quickly you mentioned being a mother you mentioned being married share a little bit about your family and about some of the things that have occurred here as of late
1: yeah so um I am, like I said, one of six. My husband is one of three. And um, so with five children ages 37 to 18, um, we had, and my husband being in, he was an insurance agent. So my husband um, and his family, they're all very healthy with the exception of on his mom's side, there were some heart, heart things, um, high blood pressure. But um, fast forward, his father had passed away in 2019. He was gonna be 87. And just had his heart just slowed down. Then um, fast forward to last well, 2021 now, March of 2021, and his mom had passed away. So my husband was the executor, and being that he did all the insurance, um, they were up in Rochester, New York, still. So Bob went up there. Um, of course, we were all up there March, and then Bob stayed longer. And he and his brother and sister um, got. The house organized, they ended up um, listing it, selling it. Fast forward in June, my husband started saying that his back had hurt. Well, I would say to him, like, why aren't you, you're not standing up straight, you know? And he was like, I am. And I was like, gosh, you know, it just seems like you're always slouching. No wonder your back hurts. And then um, we had gone up to my parents that July 4th. And when we were up there, he said, gosh, I just feel this pain in my um, stomach. And I said, well, go back, you know, get a physical. He's never sick a day in his life, never took any medication, nothing. He was 63. And so he went to a regular doctor. Blood works all fine, no problem. Your kidney level is a little elevated. Go see a kidney doctor. So he went to the kidney doctor. And then they did a, a scan, and it turns out he had, at that point, three spots, cancerous spots, on his liver and one on his pancreas. So he came home, yeah, and I just... Now, this could not be happening to me. It's a dream, you know. Um, and he, being in the business, being that he just was the executor to his parents' estates, literally, we went down to his office and he was just, all right, honey. He's like literally uh, printing out beneficiary forms. Here, we got to change yours to the kids. We got to um, add the kids to mine. And ironic enough, um, our 20-year-old, she was a COVID grad through school or through um, high school. So she did Georgia State online. Mm-hmm. And then my closing attorney, who I work with all the time, he had called, hey, does Annika want to come and work at the law firm over the summer? So she did. And uh, while she was there, she updated wills. Mm-hmm. So she, Mom and Dad, let me update your will. So she updated our will. And who knew that the ink wasn't even wet and we would need it? So literally um told the kids in October when we got the the final diagnosis and that it was terminal and that at that point there was nothing they could do. I mean, we're going to start chemo but we don't even know where it's coming from. They never found out where it was coming from and it just spread like wildfire. And my husband was so courageous through it. He just he kept me strong. You know, I would be the one like what am I going to do? Here I'm usually so, you know, strong, but I'm very emotional too and yeah you know you go through the anger but um one day when i was i was able to do a quick run and i would just run so fast and i looked up in the sky and there was a huge spread eagle wow and i knew because at grandma's funeral we played on eagle's wings and i just knew it i was like okay god and so i said something to my oldest daughter and she was just don't talk like that you know they were so upset that why are you like mom no like you know there's got to be something um and so he did Yeah, literally two rounds of chemo, and it put him in um, the hospital with blood clots. And so we ended up doing home health um, hospice the middle of December last year, and then he passed on February 14th, which was actually, though, probably about six weeks longer than what we thought. So at least my family got to come down. And you know, last year when we had that snowstorm, Martin Luther King weekend, Mm -hmm. all my family from New York came down, and they were going to sightsee everything in Atlanta, and nope, what happened they had so to sit there and my husband loves cards mm-hmm. he plays poker so he had he got to deal the cards the whole day with the snowstorm with and the I had family. all this food so we just you know That's we nice. had a blast yeah wow. yeah so it this year um it's unbelievable how I I said after January 1st you know prior to like Christmas and all the first it was like oh my gosh what are we gonna do what we're we gonna do and honestly you know you you only you get this grace you know And I'm just trying to um, be more of telling my story and that, you know, I'm not the only one. Um, Like I said, actually, I didn't say, but last night I was at dinner and there were three women that were divorced. And the pain for that, I've also met with other women who married, I was married 32 years and they were married, you know, 32, 34, 30s, and divorced Mm -hmm. out of the blue, you know? And they're just like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm trying to tell them like, you know, I would tell any young girl have yourself your own your own thing like make sure that you you can do it all you know I was a mom or am a mom a grandma a daughter a sister uh, an employee that's right a wife I took care of my husband you know literally slept on the couch you wouldn't believe the strength that God gives you mm-hmm. you know to do all this and yeah, I mean, I'm as long as I'm on this side of the dirt, I said, I'm going to keep going, you know. And I know that Bob keeps putting things in front of me, to if I'm not sure about something. But, yeah, I'm so glad that he was he was an insurance agent and had everything in order for me. Yes, thank because, you. Because, yeah, I had insurance money. So I had, you know. It, you made
0: sure you guys were all taken care yeah, of. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that does make it easier because then when you are trying to venture out to what am I going to do, I can't afford to say, well, hey, interest rates doubled. Mm, Guess what? I'm still going to be okay because I had a huge business before, and I've got this to sustain me, so now I can get out there, reinvent myself to be – you know, expanding my network mm-hmm. and then be ready when the rates come down and the market picks up again, awesome. which it already has. So that's good. Yeah.
0: Well, I do just want to say, cause you mentioned networking. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your heartfelt story. Yeah, thank you. And I love seeing Bob's wedding ring around your yeah. neck and yeah. he's totally looking down he on is. us right now and listening to your he powerhouse. Is. He story. loves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, You and I have participated in networking groups collectively, and I see you um, online at at various groups. We just mentioned the Chairman's Club. What is the value that you find in connectivity and putting yourself in
1: different networking environments, not only for your business, but personally as well? Oh, my gosh. Um, For me, it has been just everything. Um, I joined Chamber 12 years ago, and I can remember a time when I would say, well, I'm not getting anything out of it. Um, I just kept coming back um, to look up at in the calling hours at my husband's funeral and to see all the chamber people there. Mm-hmm. My friends now, mm-hmm. you know, and since that time, um, yes, I have expanded. I do. There's five different little towns in Gwinnett. Mm-hmm. I do all of those business associations, Duluth, Decula, Lawrenceville, um, no, nope, I don't do Peachy okay. Corners. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Swanee, Swanee, Swanee. Swanee. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, try to keep within my little side over here. Um, but there are people who go to one who might not go to the other. And the same way as Chairman's Club, um, I started that three years ago. Chairman's Club has been really cool because, yes, yeah, like Mike and I were at the On Topic the other day, mm-hmm. and to hear from the head of the U.S. Chamber of what's going on, and then our Atlanta area um, U.S. Or chamber rep. To me, I want to continue, like, doing, um, hopefully I may do leadership, going at now, just I'm hearing more about it. Yeah. But just to keep relevant, to keep, you know, keep growing, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely now you can lend
0: anywhere right because you and i had a, yeah. a discussion about yes. possibly assisting with my home purchase yes. um so really if you had a friend that lived in athens obviously that's, that's kind of far from drive but you would no, be able to absolutely so not bound to just go it, right? i am
1: all georgia licensed and then we silverton are licensed in 48 states mm-hmm. so i have people who relocate and i i could get licensed myself in these other states but we have a referral department that we have a very small handful of Loan officers that literally don't go out; they the phone we give it to right. them. Um, so that's been wonderful. I've had so many people relocate and then move back, or the hey Katrina, who do you know? And we're able to take care of them as well. And the same underwriting staff that we have here in Atlanta underwrites all those loans. Wow. I love that we have the same in-town closing department. Very nice. same thing. How many? How many mortgages would you say that you have? Uh, oh my gosh, uh, that's a lot. Like thousands. Maybe,
0: yeah. It's been a lot, yeah, yeah. Isn't it a rewarding feeling to help put somebody in in their home?
1: Yes, it is, it is. I think, um, you know, that shelter, right? I was just talking to, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. It was a young, oh, uh, last night at this event, and her daughter is just a little conflicted on what she should do in life. And that's why I said I would look at what are the necessities, okay, with my husband, you know, insurance. Um, I was in banking, you know, back in the day. Um, I would say, so my niece, for example, she's 22. She's in the Gwinnett County Police Academy. Ah. And that is amazing. You know, I people don't think about that, but you're always going to have job security, yes. you know. We learned that with the pandemic, the essential,
0: um, you know, kind That's of right. silos of, of what would stay afloat yes. if, the so world closed down. Right. So yep. I agree. That's great advice. Speaking of which, uh, what do you do to stay sharp outside of you know networking? Obviously, continuing education. Yes, is, we do have um, that
1: requirement. Part of mm-hmm. what you do
0: pr- yes. professionally. Yes. But personally, because you're a, a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. do you like to
1: listen to podcasts? Do you enjoy reading? How do you stay sharp? Oh my gosh. So I, I wish I was a reader. Um, I just I'm not a reader. I don't know. I guess just going to Barnes and Noble and seeing which book I should read. Um, but honestly, I every morning, and full disclosure, I'm, um, yeah, I listen to um, a podcast through the Bible, Mm -hmm. and so I really, um, it's a first reading from Old Testament, and then something from New Testament, and then a um, uh, kind of a summary of it from someone who is uh, educated, I should say, and then um, there's a saint of the day that we have for Catholics. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you those stories and what, um, I guess just, I really let that speak to me of what am I supposed to do today? Sometimes I, there's nothing, you know, but it's amazing how if you look back like two days previous and you'll say, wow, that, that did happen. Um, and then, yeah, I try to, Um, always learning, like going to these uh, chamber events and chairman's club, and I'm going to the women's, the glow events Mm -hmm. on topic. Um, For fantastic powerhouse speakers, by the way. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. I'm very excited about Mm -hmm. that. So yeah, you have to, you know, constantly get out there and look at things. And then too, um, I just started watching some podcasts. So I'm watching the Queen. So trying to actually, you know, history and Mm -hmm. and learn, you know, how, how did we get here, you know, because that'll kind of give us an idea of what we're where we're supposed to go to why am I born at this time period you know you know one of my favorite podcasts that you might enjoy because it's really
0: it, they're very just short it's called optimal living daily okay and yeah. it's uh always very positive obviously optimal optimistic yeah uh it's kind of a minimalist podcast but they're mm-hmm. 12 to 15 minutes I listen to probably three or four a day and yeah. it's always a great story great mm-hmm. story and I can usually apply something that I've learned almost instantaneously right yeah optimal living daily no they didn't pay me to say that Uh, they can one day that'd be awesome (laughs) yep yep Katrina what are some like you were a business owner you're a mother you're a wife you worked on this farm what are some um elements that you would like to instill to our listeners in order to kind of achieve the success that you have had over the years
1: I think um I love the Nike phrase, just do it, right? Just do it. Because <laughs> seriously, um, you know, there's some people, ah, oh, you know, I did this thing and it didn't work. Um, I'm just a firm believer that if you're putting in the honest effort in something, then the thing that you're not putting the effort in might be the thing that actually works, but it, it doesn't matter because you're still putting it in. And um, I'm not, I hate to say it, but I'm not really a huge, planner with um annual you know annual plans or a new year's resolutions and all Mm -hmm. that I just think that every single day um to really put a lot of hats out um I do so many things whether it's keeping in contact with my current database to um asking advice too like I have an assistant who is fabulous with all the behind the scenes stuff and so I lean on her a lot you know so I think yes not not Thinking that you know it all and not trying to, as Steve Jobs, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Apple, the computer was already there. Just how can you make it better? Right. So I'm not afraid to listen to um, people and just, yeah, you just have to just keep moving, moving, moving. I like it. Just do it. Yeah. Keep pressing
0: yep. on. Yeah. What would you say one of the most challenging things that you have experienced in um, juggling all of the balls that are continuously up in the air has been for you over the years?
1: Gosh, so... Um, the mortgage meltdown was pretty hard. We actually had to move out of our house and um, you know, downsize just for about eight months to keep things afloat. Um, that was hard because I had been licensed as a mortgage broker for 15 years. And then all of a sudden we have to become licensed like we've never been. And so to have to go back to school, so to speak, and to have to sit there and do testing again. Mm that scared the heck out of me. I never I sweat so much. Yeah, <laughs>
0: But you're good at math.
1: Yeah, but it was like, it's the laws. That's what was crazy. Very um, cool. Yeah. Um, now, you
0: mentioned a recession in 1992. I was uh, like, like six years old then. So I didn't, I guess, really feel that or understand yeah. the impact. Um, and I do recall, I lived through the one in 2008 and one would some would say that we're experiencing one now. That's really interesting. The uh, cadence of years in between yes. each of these yes. recessions.
1: It is. What's your uh, thoughts behind mm. (laughs) I'm so glad that we're in Georgia. Uh I'm serious. Um, We are such a pro-business state. We have businesses relocating here. Gwinnett County is amazing. We have, what, almost a million people. Um, So for me personally, I'm just going to dig into, um, luckily through Chairman's Club, I've been able to meet the president of GGC. Um, So we have our colleges here. We have GGC, Gwinnett Tech, and PCOM. Jan Joseph. Yeah. yeah. So I've reached out to them of how, Can you just give me a small space. Can I come in and educate people on what's, you know, what's a credit? What do I need? And then also with the hospital system. So being able to thank um, Jay from Northside, Gwinnett, that they took such good care of my husband yes. on Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. You know, I don't drive past that hospital and have a negative thought. I'm so happy. Um, so offer to them so there's there's a lot of people out there we need to um just be there be a resource and use our um what we know our education to educate
0: i do just have to uh because you're a very humble woman, so I'm going to plug you. What? Katrina, one thing that stood out to me is you're very authentic. So when you came and you appeared on Gary Z's show, Simon Says Let's Talk Business 2.0, mm-hmm. plug for Gary. Yep. <laughs> um, I recognized that you were about the education piece first. Now, you made mention that you don't consider it selling, you're presenting. And that yes. is exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. You presented all the information, even some that I had no idea about, mm-hmm. like the, the credits for um, remodeling within your home, yes. et cetera. Um, so you're just very good at presenting yep. that mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to learn more about mortgages and kind of deep dive with Katrina, she does host a show here on Gwinnett Business Radio, and it is called More Than Mortgages. Yes. <laughs> Katrina, I encourage you to give it a listen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Katrina, I've had so much fun getting to know you today. Thank you. Um, in more depth, shall I mm-hmm. say. Yes. And I look forward to continuing to grow our deep relationship. If somebody wanted
1: to find you like, um, and talk about um, lending. How could yep. they do so? So um, I would say, number one, my cell phone. It's got a lot of eights, but it's 678 seven, seven, eight, six, eight, eight. I know, six seven eight seven seven eight six eight five eight, And then my email, Katrina, like the hurricane, dot Luchasano, which is L-U-C-I-S-A-N-O at SilvertonMortgage.com. And that, I'm on all social media as well. Very nice. That would have been an awesome uh, name for like a
0: running Jersey for you. Yeah. Tornado. <laughs> just like the tornado. Yeah. Yep. Katrina, thank you so much for joining us today on celebrating powerhouse women. Thank you you truly exude all the qualities mm-hmm. of being a powerhouse. Thank you. Um, for all of you listening out there, you know, we are live on Fridays at 1130 AM and you can listen on BusinessRadioX.com. but you can also just download celebrating powerhouse women, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I listen on iTunes. Where do you listen, Katrina? Um,
1: I I'll follow you and uh-huh. so it would be any time that I, you post it then i okay listen. that's yeah. our website and then my own yeah Yay. yeah yeah but i do
0: we like to drive traffic yep. to our website yes you guys please connect with me on linkedin amanda Marmalejo, m-a-r-m-o-l-e-j-o and for our producer mike i've been your host today and this is celebrating powerhouse women on business radio x